At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. This is our number two of the Greg Peterson experience on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we've got a tremendous hour for you and a little bit more of a baseball heavy hour on this one as. We're going to be diving into what we're going to be getting on the diamond for Thursday. We're also going to be joined by a pair of great guests to take a look at the great game of baseball. It's Anthony DeBundo. He does great work over at Action Network. And Justin Berry, he does amazing work over at Chuck Baldy Bets. We're going to be joined by those two gentlemen, taking a look at all four of these series, who they currently like to be able to win the World Series. As We've got some very tight series right now. It's both the NLDS series they are now tied up at one to one the Atlanta Braves they got the job done on Wednesday and then while I was doing our number one the Greg Peterson experience the San Diego Padres they closed out the LA Dodgers five to three if you took a shot on the San Diego Padres and this is one that I gave out last night you were able to get to the window as right around about a plus 165 closing underdog a couple places got down as low as minus 160 but good value on the San Diego Padres so very happy about that. We're looking to keep the momentum going on these DK Nation picks as well. We've hit each of our last three. Yesterday, I gave out the good old Atlanta Braves, and the Braves, they get there by a count of 3-0. to zero. And, well, we were a little bit more hamstrung on this one. I didn't want to give out the Cleveland Guardians versus the New York Yankees game because there's a good chance that that game is going to be washed out. I'm acting as if we are still going to be getting a game, taking into account a little bit of weather, but... 
you do want to be mindful of that. This could be a game that you handicap it and, well, the handicap, you throw it in the trash. But with that said, what else are we going to be doing? Because the Thursday Night Football game, oh boy. And it's not too good, to say the least. That'll be some nice college basketball prep time for me. So let's take a look at the DK Nation pick, which is going to be the early game, 9:51, 9:52 on the betting board. It is the Seattle Mariners. They're going to be on the road. They're facing off against the Houston Astros. Frambois Valdez is going to be going for Houston. Luis Castillo is on the bump for Seattle. And Seattle, a moderate size underdog, I think is the best way of putting it. Between plus 135 and plus 140, between minus 147 and minus 155, your number on Houston. Total, most places is at 7. DraftKings, one of the lone books out there that I'm seeing a 6.5 on. And whether you've got a 6.5 or a 7, I do like this total under. That is going to be the write-up. You take a look at Luis Castillo, and he's coming off of an incredible start against the Toronto Blue Jays. Seven and a third inning scoreless, and ever since he has gotten to Seattle, his command is better than it has ever been in his career. 2.1 walks per nine innings. A guy that for his career, north of three walks per nine innings, and really entering into the season, more like 3.4, 3.5 walks per nine innings. So he's been able to do a nice job there. He's allowed just six home runs across 72 and two-thirds innings, so he has been nails for the Seattle Mariners team. I like the way that he is rolling in. For Framber Valdez, he had a streak that spanned really from April until when you got in the middle of September of 25 consecutive starts in which he went at least six innings, giving up three earned runs or fewer, all of which were quality starts. Framber Valdez has been the modicum of consistency all season long. Now, I will say this about Framber Valdez. He does have an ERA that is right around a 3-5 at home, but... I do think that with Framber Valdez and the way that he pitches, it is going to allow him to have success in this spot because with the Seattle Mariners, they actually have the worst batting average among American League teams since the All-Star break, right around 217. They've been an offense that we have seen this on display here in the postseason. They really rely upon the deep ball. In terms of American League teams, they are number two in terms of home runs on a per-game and a per-at-bat basis, but they're facing off against a gentleman and Mr. Framber Valdez he is number one among qualifying American League pitchers in fewest home runs allowed on a per at-bat and a per nine-inning basis. He has been incredible, giving up just a half home run per nine innings. As a matter of fact, north of 84 innings pitch at home this season. He's allowed three home runs. He's also had a lot of success against the Seattle Mariners as well. He has made nine career pitching appearances against the Seattle Mariners, seven overall starts, and that includes a pair this season for his career, buck 96 ERA against the Seattle Mariners, and has allowed three runs or fewer in every one of his appearances against the Seattle Bunch. So he has been able to do a nice job of being able to team these bats, and let's call it what it is. The Seattle Mariners, I believe that they have won just six out of their last either 38 or 39 games in Houston. It has been a relatively grody go of it for them, and for the Seattle Mariners, you do have guys that are able to take you deep. And Eugenio Suarez, north of 30 home runs this season. He gives you about a 335 on base. Uli Rodriguez hitting right around a 275 along Ty France. Both of those guys, 20-plus home runs. They've been able to do a nice job. But then you get into Jerry Kelnick, Abraham Toro, Dylan Moore. Guys hitting at 225 or lower. Carlos Santana. He's also in that fold now. I will say for Santana, 19 home runs this season. Then when it comes to Cal Raleigh, his nickname is Big Dumper, which... For one, typically that's a nickname that you give to someone that you probably don't necessarily like, but I think that is an awesome nickname. But that said, he's been able to give the team over 25 home runs this season. He only hits right around a 210 as well. So you've got a Seattle Mariners team that they are 
spotty when it comes to being able to get on base. And the Houston Astros, they're able to crank out the deep ball themselves. They rank in the top five of the big leagues in terms of home runs on a per-game basis, and they've got many more constants on this team. As I think many of you guys that were just watching games night in and night out noticed that Jordan Alvarez, throughout much of the second half of the season, he was not looking like himself. On that home run they cranked out against Robbie Ray, he should have never, ever been in that game to start with. He certainly did look like himself as he overall for the season of 400 on base, 37 home runs during the regular season. He's been rock solid, but it's not just him. You've got a pair of guys in Alex Bregman and Jeremy Pena combined 45 home runs. Pena hitting about a 255, and Alex Bregman right around a 365 on base. Kyle Tucker cranked out over 100 RBI, 30 home runs. You've got Jose Altuve hitting a 300 with 28 home runs. So very fearsome lineup, typically towards the bottom of the fold. You do have a few guys that can be a little bit more suspect. Yoli Gurriel did have a home run in game one, but he can sometimes be a little bit hit or miss as it's been a bit of a more rough season for him. But the one reason why I do think that you're able to bank on this game going under the total is because both of these bullpens have been nails all season long. With the Houston Astros, they rank number one in the big leagues in terms of bullpen ERA right around at 280 on that front. As you've got Ryan Sanek throwing there, someone like a Rafael Montero, who he did pitch in game one, but because of the day off, He's going to be rested. He's going to be ready to go. These are a pair of guys that are giving you a sub-3 ERA along with Brian Abreu. On the flip side for the Seattle Mariners, Paul Seawalt has been having his issues in the postseason, to say the least, but he, Andres Munoz, Eric Swanson, Pat Murphy, all sub-3 ERAs. It has been really awesome to see Matt Brash be able to reform himself going from from a starter to the bullpen. He's been able to do so very well if needed. I would have to think that you probably have perhaps Marco Gonzalez as a little bit more of a long guy because I do think that Robbie Ray pitching in game one, that means that you're probably banking on George Kirby to be the game three starter for this team. So I would say do not bank on George Kirby being a super reliever for the Seattle Mariners team. But overall, I do think that both of these bullpens are going to be able to do a solid job. Both of these teams, they are very, very much more predicated on pitching. And a lot of people, when they think about the Houston Astros, They think about a team that's able to light up the scoreboard. They are the only team in the big leagues this season that played at least 60% of their games to the under. And really, that's a remarkable feat, to say the least. I think that the low scoring is going to continue. I think that Framber Valdez gives a very good start here for the Houston Astros. I'm going to be willing to take a little bit more of Shockey money line. I do think that when it comes to postseason, taking a look at a money line rather rather than a run line is very important because, well, when it comes down to it, You've got a lot more tighter games. Typically, you're going to find lower totals as well, even though you're able to get like a plus 150 to a plus 155 on the run line of the Houston Astros. They've been a team that just with the way that they are built, they have been playing lower scoring games. I would say you're a little bit better off laying a bit of a chalkier money line. And if you'd be looking at the other side, trying to get a run and half with the Seattle Mariners, trying to get that added insurance, you'd be laying between minus 170 to a minus 180. That's just a little bit too steep to be taking a look at getting a run and half rather than just laying the money line with the Houston Astros, about a 20 to 30 cent differential. So I'm going to be taking a look at the Astros on the money line. And hey, as I do this, DraftKings, they went from a six and a half to a seven as well. So grab that seven. I do like this total under with my DK Nation pick. And I'm going to be taking a look at the Astros. Was willing to lay closer to a minus 165 with Houston. And then when it comes to this Guardians versus Yankees game, we're going to be talking about it a little bit more during the hour, but that said, it is going to be Shane Bieber who's going to be going for the Cleveland Guardians, and Nestor Cortez is going to be on the bump 
for the New York Yankees. And with the Yankees, they're between a minus 130 to a minus 140 favorite. Between plus 120 and plus 125 is your number on the Cleveland Guardians. And I'll be hitting upon this game a little bit more as we go along with the Guardians. The plus 125 that I'm seeing right now, that is pretty much the minimum that I would need. But in terms of the total, I would be taking a look at this over, especially if you get the six, like I'm seeing at DraftKings. Most of the places I am seeing at more of a six half. And do be advised that there's going to be some weather out in New York. So I actually like this a little bit more to the over as a result. And the big reason why I do is because if you have the New York Yankees trot out there, Nestor Cortez, the Cleveland Guardians trot out there, Shane Bieber, they get in three to four innings. They then have a 90-minute rain delay. Guess what? That knocks them out of the game. And these bullpens, which are both in the top seven in terms of ERA, they have to go deeper and deeper into them. And they have to throw out their guys that maybe they weren't expecting because I mean, these are two relatively solid starters. Cesar Cortez, about a two ERA at home. Shane Bieber, he has been incredible towards the back half of the season. A sub-250 ERA ever since the All-Star break. And he's actually got a little bit of a lower ERA when he's on the road rather than at home. But even though it's going to be a little bit more shall we say, tough to hit home runs with the weather in general in New York. I do think that the Guardians are going to be able to crank out more runs than they have recently. Four home runs in their first three postseason games, and that's because the Guardians, they really don't rely upon the deep ball. They are having the second fewest home runs on a per-game basis in baseball, but you've got Ahmed Rosario, Jose Ramirez, Oscar Gonzalez, Stephen Kwan, and Andre Semenes all hitting at least a 280 for this bunch. They're able to do a good job of being able to play station to station baseball. I'll give you guys a little bit more on this later, but that said, would need at least a plus 125 to dive in on the Guardians money line, but something that I do like, whether you've got a six or a six and a half, is this total over and something that I love being able to take a look at postseason baseball. We're going to be joined next by a great panel as we've got Anthony DeBundo, who does great work over at Action Network, and Justin Perry of Shot Quality Bets. Joining me on the flip side here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or, like, put a sign in your yard, but... All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise.
This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. The basketball season is ready to tip off, and now is the time to grab your VSN Pro Basketball Betting Guide with season prep on all 30 teams. Our hoop, our hoops experts, including John Von Tobel provide strategies and advice as well as predictions for conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, and player awards. We also have five betting tips for beginning NBA bettors. Give yourself an edge this NBA season. Get the VEASAN NBA betting guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Great to be joined by our roundtable is Anthony DeBundo. He does terrific work over at Action Network. And then we've got Justin Perry. He does great work over at Shot Quality Bets and Gentlemen, it is great to have you aboard and a little bit of a light slate of baseball because we're talking about this a little bit off air. We might only get one game with the way that things are looking in New York. We're going to hopefully get two, but a little bit of a fear there. But Anthony, I'm going to start with you and just in taking a look at the games that we've gotten here in the wild card round and to begin the divisional round, I think the biggest takeaway that I have is when betting on player props, have some caution with them just because... You do see a lot more managerial moves than really during the regular season. And I do think that in terms of just handicapping in general, handicapping how these managers are going to make moves and taking a look at what they've done in the past is more important this time of year than it is during the regular season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, usage is a major key. You can even go back to last year's playoffs. You know, Chris Sale was getting starts and books were hanging strikeout totals like he was going to go deep in the games, but it turned out because of, and effectiveness and, and his lack of kind of build up innings. He wasn't really going that deep into games, short series, quick hooks. There's off days built in, especially early in these series that the managers are pretty aggressive going to the bullpens. I was actually a little bit surprised 
Bob Melvin left you Darvish in as much as he did tonight. And same thing with Francona last night with Quantrill. It's a little bit of an interesting trend to monitor. You know, some of these starters are going deeper than, you know, the last few years of baseball in the playoffs, but definitely have to project usage and efficiency. You know, if a pitcher's not pitching well in the fifth, they're out probably. Yep, I think that's such a good point that you bring up. I do think that if you're taking a look at some of these strikeout props, certainly it's not like you want to be blindly taking a whole bunch of unders or anything like that. But Justin, I'll throw this to you. I do think that there is some good value in taking a look at some of these out props, some of these strikeout props under the total. Heck, even walks props as well, because I know that typically when it comes to walks props, they're just set at a boilerplate one and a half. And if a guy is only going to be going four innings and they're typically a relatively solid command guy, getting only one walk in four innings, very conceivable to see that. Yeah, I think that's a pretty interesting way to look at it, especially as we start to maybe see those hooks get a little shorter as we get deeper into these series. It's a bit different. Game one, I was at Yankee Stadium watching uh, Quantrill get a little deeper into that game than maybe expected. And look, the Guardians had a real shot. Let's let's not be uh, you know fooling around here. They could have very easily made that a very different game. So. I don't know. I think what's going to happen with the rest of the series is we do see a little bit more of that quick relief, uh, you know, substitution. And so maybe looking for the under, I know looking towards Darvish tonight, that was a really interesting spot because he has done pretty well against the Dodgers. So maybe that has something to do with how these managers are matching their guys up saying, okay, you know, we might get a little bit more out of Darvish tonight than we would in a normal playoff scenario. He did great. I mean, I think he, he had a really nice night. I think this is going to be a great series, both these, all four. I'm, I think we we're in for such a treat right now with playoff baseball. I do like these under though I think the pitchers the hooks are going to get a little shorter yep I agree with you there if you're seeing a six out there in terms of Guardians versus Yankees I think you might be getting a little bit too low there but I think that you brought up something very interesting because with you Darvish he's been just time and time again able to do a solid job against the LA Dodgers and a game that we're going to be seeing for Thursday is Shane Bieber going up against the New York Yankees and something that I noticed with Shane Bieber he has not had any success whatsoever against the Yankees. We all remember that start that he gave against the Yankees in 2020, and that's with no fans in the sands, and he got completely lit up in his home ballpark against the Yankees for his career. He's got an ERA that is north of 6.5. Is that something that you take into account in this one, or do you think that that's just a little bit of, hey, it happened a few years ago because Shane Bieber did not face off against the Yankees in 2022? Because I do think that there's a case to be made that yeah, perhaps it's not something that you can take into account as much, but at the same time, I do think that that matters at this point. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll take that one first. Uh, I do think that you want to take that into account pretty pretty weakly at this point. I mean, you know, it was a little while ago. You're looking at guys like, you know, Aaron Judge only seeing him like eight times. It's still a decent amount, but it's not going to be enough for me to say, okay, time to fade Bieber, jump on the Yankees like it's a guaranteed win, uh, you know, go lay it with the Bombers. Uh, Shane Bieber has been in good form for the last couple of weeks, ended the season pretty strong, was part of the reason why the Guardians were able to make this push, get this division title, and why they're here today. Uh, so I, I'm pretty excited to see what he does against a top-notch lineup. I doubt it's going to be tomorrow, given how the weather is supposed to look Thursday and Friday around here. But uh, it's going to be a treat to see how he does with this lineup. I do think he'll be better prepared than Quantrill was, though. Yep, and I'll throw this one to you, Anthony, as well, because... 
I know that I know that Justin was throwing out there the example of Yudarvish, Darvish, and for much of the year, I was fading Yudarvish Darvish on the road because if you took a look at his home and road splits entering into September, there was nearly a two-point differential between them, but if you had taken a look at Yudarvish Darvish recently, previous five road starts going into what we got on Wednesday, he had given up a combined three earned runs, and I think that that's a very fine line to take a look at. The overall season numbers, like with you, Darvish, still more than a point higher on his ERA on the road rather than at home. But if you looked at the last five starts, he had been just absolutely sterling. Yeah, I think there's there can be something to it in a divisional matchup where you're seeing a, a pitcher three, four, five times a year sometimes. But with a case like Bieber against the Yankees, there's just not enough of a sample for it to be meaningful. So I don't really look at that at all. I do think it is interesting, and I've, I've kind of said this about the central teams coming into the playoffs, that I was looking to play against both of them and any that did make the playoffs because I think they benefit from weaker schedules. And Bieber, absolutely, if you look down his game log, did benefit from plenty of starts against the Tigers and the Royals this season. I think that factors into why his ZRA was as low as it was. And Bieber, they play great defense behind him in Cleveland too. So I'm – down on Bieber as a pitcher. I know he just dazzled in the playoffs. Everybody uh, has anointed him as the Cy Young. You know, he's back. Uh, but his velocity never recovered to the 2020 levels. His curveball spin rate never recovered post-sticky stuff. His stuff plus is down. I don't think Bieber is the same pitcher that he was two years ago. His strikeout rate has gone down 8%. That is a big indicator that he is not. But he still has great command. So it is going to be a tough matchup for this Yankees lineup to get to him. But I, I truly do think that Bieber is not the same pitcher that he was when he did win the Cy Young in 2020. Yep, I totally yeah. agree with you, Anthony. I think that there's no question about it because Shane Bieber, he was getting like closer to 12 strikeouts per nine innings that Cy Young season. This year, it's closer to nine. Although you can also make the case as well, the command has been better this year than it ever has been before. So he's reforming himself a little bit. So it's not quite the same Shane Bieber. Still a solid pitcher. Not 2020 Shane Bieber, but at the same time, very, very far from a bum as well. And then I will throw this one to you, Justin, in just what we've seen all postseason long. I think it's looking pretty much at this point, in my opinion, I don't know if you disagree or not, that we're just not going to get any sweeps at this point, even with the Seattle Mariners and how they looked against the Houston Astros that game. Oh, gosh, you can't throw Robbie Ray in that spot. But I do think that in terms of most of these series, we're not going to be seeing sweeps, but I just still take a look at things right now. And because the Astros, I just mentioned, because they were able to steal that game one, I think that they just at this point have the easiest road to the World Series. I don't know if you disagree or not, but I just take a look at the Astros. And whoever comes out of that Guardians versus the Yankees series, I think they get past them. And just with ripping the soul out of the Seattle Mariners in game one, that really puts everyone else in the American League behind the eight ball. Yeah, I mean, what, what, uh, I think everybody, baseball just collectively hurt watching the Astros take like that yeah. energy from what felt like this team of My bankroll did too. So <laughs> it was, it just was terrible. I mean, look, one of the hardest hit balls in the stat cast era, kind of awesome to see Jordan Alvarez just crush that baseball to the second deck. But nonetheless, I, I mean, it deflated the Mariners, right? I think this is the only one where we might see a sweep. Obviously, you know, some of that's already settled in two of them. We really have to see if the Yankees are going to lose one. I think they will. I have the Yankees doing it in four. I, I don't know about the easiest route, though. I really do like my Yankees getting to the World Series. It's probably a lot of hometown bias, but I think the bats are there for the Bombers. It's going to be difficult, a little, maybe a little bit more difficult for the Astros than, than maybe what we'll see with uh, the Dodgers if they get past the Padres. 
Yep, and I'll throw this to you, Anthony, about 30 seconds here. Do you think that the Astros have a little bit of an easier road to the World Series, or do you think it's perhaps one of those NL teams? Yeah, I think when you consider the format this year in the best of seven in the next round where you're playing five games in five days, there's nobody that has the pitching depth that they do with their starters. Verlander, Valdez, Garcia, McCullers, Javier, and Urquidy. I mean, they have essentially six dudes who can pitch bulk. That makes them incredibly difficult to beat in a seven-game series. I think they're the clear favorites now to come out of the American League. And the NL, anybody's game right now. I agree, and we, it should be interesting to see what we see in the ALDS on Thursday as we're going to be taking a look at those two games with Justin and Anthony next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Lace up your skates with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook, your home for the latest lines, odds, and boosts all hockey season long. The action starts right up to park puck drop every Tuesday night with our Tuesday first goal insurance promotion. Check out BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app every Tuesday and place a first goal score wager on any game as it is a whole new game as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Beast and Beast Sports Bank Network being rejoined by Justin Perry. He does great work over there at Chuck Quality Bets and then Anthony DeBundo. He does amazing work over at the Action Network and gentlemen, We've got question marks as to whether or not we're going to be seeing Yankees versus Guardians. So how about if we go with the game that we know is going to be going now? Because if we don't get a game between the Houston Astros and the Seattle Mariners, well, we've really got some issues there. But with that said, with the Houston Astros, between about a minus 147 to a minus 155 favorite. Total on this game is seven. I will lead off with you on this one, Justin. Where do you stand in terms of this game? Because I know that you were mentioning the unders. We've got two very good pitchers. I really like the under, and personally, even though it's a little bit chalky, I'm going to be going with the Astros. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm right with you on on both on both of these. I think that the Houston Astros money line is probably the way to do it. We've seen such a run for Seattle; they had such a a big chance to take a, a a massive a massive lead in this series, and and I wouldn't call it like blowing it. I know it probably feels that way for Seattle, but like. The Astros are just that good, and, and they've made it to the ALCS. What is this? this is going to be like six times in a row, right? So yeah. uh, it, it is not going to be easy for this Mariners team to overcome what they've already, you know, kind of succumbed to. I, I'm on the Astros. I'll pay the price. I think they win it. Yep, and plus, I was taking a look at this as well. If I could get a Seattle Mariners plus a run and a half, would I be able to get there? Minus 170 to minus 180. So if you're looking to reduce the juice, you're actually paying more. In terms of Seattle Mariners getting a run and a half, I don't know where you stand on this one, Anthony, but even though it's a little bit more chalky, I'm willing to pay a little bit more juice on these money lines in the postseason just because we were talking about in the last segment, lower scoring games. You get much more one-run games. Teams are up by two. They're going to be willing to let that one run come in, be able to preserve the lead. So as a result, I'm willing to take a little bit more of a chalky money line personally. Yeah, I I took the run line tonight on the Padres, and I got a text from a friend. You never bet plus one and a half. You know, you typically take the dog on the money line. Ended up not mattering, but this was a game where I felt like, you know, it was going to be tightrope throughout, uh, and it was really, you know, trusting the Padres' high-leverage arms that they were going to use them if they were down a run or two to try to keep this close. 
Uh, I think this is a similar situation because of the off day. You're going to see both bullpens fully maxed out here. I also like the under. I took under seven. That's my only bet for this game. Both offenses are in their worst split. So the Mariners are worse against lefties. The Astros are worse against righties. Two elite ground ball pitchers. Framber's ground ball rate is ridiculous. I don't know how he does it, but he's over 60%. Uh, and that's why he gets so many quality starts. They play great infield defense behind him. I think this is the, the game where the Mariners offense finally cools off a little bit. They were running really hot the last two games, getting a lot of uh, balls in the air against fly ball pitchers. Now they're going to be facing an elite ground ball guy who has really taken a step forward with his command. So I like both starters quite a bit. I love the fact that I'm going to see the maxed out bullpens for both teams because of the off day yesterday and tomorrow. So there's no reason in a close game that all the high leverage guys won't be pitching. It's a perfect recipe for an under, under seven. Yep, and both of these bullpens have been rock solid all year long with the Astros number one in terms of bullpen ERA and the Seattle Mariners in the top eight as well. I certainly don't think we're going to be seeing Robbie Ray out of the bullpen anytime soon as well, so that should be able to help us out as well. And Anthony, I know that you were mentioning this a little bit as well. You've been doing a good job of taking a look at these games, and it correlates a little bit with the under as well. Taking a look live at these bullpens as well, because you've been able to unearth some value there. So take me through how you've been able to make a little bit of money live betting these games. Yeah, well, it was Padres-Dodgers game one. I was looking to grab an under as soon as Clevenger came out of the game, thinking that the uh, the Dodgers would be ahead. They'd use their high leverage arms, and I love what I've been seeing from this Padres bullpen. They've been elite all of September, keeping them in games while the offense had been struggling. Uh, and I think that that's really a, an interesting way to go at this. If you're not a big fan of the starting pitcher, you will see run scoring go significantly down, and it goes into the, the Philly-Atlanta series as well. Atlanta gave up seven runs in the first five innings. Of course, in this situation, you're trusting a Philadelphia bullpen that has not been particularly good this season. But in a game where you know the Phillies are going to use their high leverage and the Braves are going to use their high leverage, looking for a live under is another option. Phillies have not scored in the last 14 innings. Seven of them, or eight of them rather, came against Atlanta bullpen pitching. So the, the way that everybody mixes and matches now and has these high leverage guys, as long as you're not running into the risk of some guys being overworked or tired, which could become an issue later in the series. Live unders are a decent way to go if you're not a fan of the starter. I agree with you. And Anthony, I will say this. If there's one bullpen I don't want to trust in as much, it's out there in your great state of Pennsylvania with the Phillies. It's been yeah. a little bit grody there. But that said, I totally do agree with you. These bullpens have been superb thus far. And really, aside from the Phillies, all the top bullpens in the league, they have been able to make it this far as well. So I do think that that's a good look. And then I know you were mentioning this a little bit before, Justin, that you were at Yankee Stadium for game one. We're going to be getting game two. Whether or not it's going to be on Thursday is anyone's guess. But as of right now, we're finding the Cleveland Guardians as between about a plus 120 to I'm seeing as high as about a plus 125 underdog. And the total on this game, it is in most places six and a half, seeing a straight six. I personally am waiting for this line to go up with the Cleveland Guardians because I do think that the Yankees, they should be about minus 125-ish on the money line. I think that this is going to start to get up a little bit too lofty, and I'm going to call it what it is. I don't think that the money is going to be coming in on the Cleveland Guardians, so I'm very willing to wait. Where do you sit on this one, though? Because I do think that this is going to be a spot in which if you like the Yankees, you probably want to grab it now. Yeah, no, I think you want to get it tonight. Um, you yeah. know, 
Guardians offense has been a little bit concerning in the playoffs as a whole. They were able to get past Tampa without, you know, all the trouble because that's also maybe a little bit of a struggling offense compared to what's left in these playoffs. I, I got to see something out of this Cleveland team. I got to see some runs cross the plate before I start thinking they can beat an offense like the Yankees. We'll, we'll worry about like how the Yankees match up against an actual productive team later uh, i do expect them to get this series done um but yeah I, I i think you can even maybe sprinkle on the on the you know taboo home run line in the playoffs i just yankees should get three or four runs most nights with that offense i do like what they've been able to do harrison bader getting his first home run in the bronx i mean that that stadium's electric that crowd is hungry people have been waiting a long time for the yankees to have a really good shot this is one of the best ones they've had in a while i like them to get it done i'm gonna lay it yep and i actually do like the over in this spot as well i'm not sure if you agree so i disagree anthony but i do take a look at this cleveland guardian team and they're not a team that they rely upon the home run ball so even if this does get played on thursday you get some inclement weather this is a Cleveland Guardians team that they play station to station baseball. They do the little things to drive in runs, and I think that that is going to be big. And when it comes down to it, if you like the Yankees, I would say grab it now. With the Cleveland Guardians, probably wait a little bit more. So that's how I'm approaching this one. Yeah, I took some Yankees early. I still like them now. Minus 140. It's about as high as I'd go. I think this is a really bad matchup for the Guardians. If you think about what Nestor Cortez's biggest problem has been this year, it's been home runs, similar to Garrett Cole. But the one thing the Guardians don't do is hit home runs. Uh, and I know they've hit three in the playoffs, and that's been their entire offense to this point. But they're not a slugging team, and they're not good against lefties. They are 27th in the league against left-handed pitching this year, including the regular season. That was the worst of all the playoff teams. And they were dead last in isolated slugging. So there's just no power in this lineup when they face a lefty. You get a lefty against Josh Naylor. You get a lefty against Andres Jimenez. You get Jose Ramirez hitting from the right side where he is not as good as the left. I think you just flip this lineup and there's just not enough power. Uh, you know, I, we talked last segment about how I'm not as high on Shane Bieber as some other people. I think he's clearly not the pitcher. Uh, even as dominant as he was against the Rays, that's a lineup that can't hurt him really. This is a lineup in the Yankees that can. I think it's a good matchup. And really, the, the biggest advantage for Cleveland in the series is the bullpen. But the Yankees, they got the rest of their whole bullpen. Their A bullpen got used. They got the rest of them yesterday. So they get an advantage here. I think Cleveland may win a game at home or have a bullpen edge later in the series. But they don't when they keep getting all these off days. So I like the Yankees. And let's call it what it is, leaving Aroldis Chapman off the roster for this series. It's not like he had a world's greatest amount of success the last time. He faced off against the Cleveland back when then the Indians, now the Guardians either as well. So I don't think that that's going to be hurting them as all, at all. And you two guys, you do an absolutely amazing job. Justin, I know that you're getting set for a great college basketball season over there at Shot Quality Bets. Anthony, I know that you do amazing work over there at the Action Network. Thank you so much for joining me tonight and taking a look at these games. Always a good time. Always Thanks great. Always great to have those gentlemen aboard as it is going to be a very exciting ALDS on Thursday. Like I said, if you're betting on the game for Thursday, be very, very mindful of the weather. Your bet might get voided. And if there is no game on Thursday, you're probably going to need to refire on it on Friday. So just a little bit of advice there. And coming up next, we're going to give you guys a little bit of basketball, get you guys another conference preview for this upcoming college basketball season here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Compete for cash and a grand prize trip to lovely Las Vegas with the Modelo Fight to the Top series. Enter nine free fantasy football contests and rise to the top with of the leaderboard. Claim your share of $5,000 in weekly prizes and a grand prize trip to lovely Las Vegas. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash NFL now to get in on the action. Modelo. 
the official beer for fans with a fighting spirit. 21 years or older. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions. They do apply. See DriveKings.com for details. As always, please do drink responsibly. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Great to be able to get into baseball talk tonight as Justin Perry does great work over at Shot Quality Bets. And they also do a lot with regards to college basketball, which we're going to be getting into in a second. Great to get him aboard. Anthony Abundo does amazing work over there at Action Network as well. Great to be able to take a look at the games that we're going to be getting on Thursday and just what we've been seeing in general in terms of Major League Baseball. Now we got to get you guys a little bit of college basketball. NBA is going to be getting started soon. NHL just got started, so you've got those VSIM betting guides. The college basketball betting guide is going to be out soon. I am very hard at work looking at Stats and trends for all 363 D1 schools. No st- stone unturned. We've got five new D1 schools, and I am looking at how they fared from the D2 level, translating it up to the D1 level, looking at their transfers and everything like that. So we are really deep diving right now. We are getting down to the nitty-gritty with that, and we're going to give you guys a conference preview today involving a conference out here on the West Coast I think that you should be taking a lot of note of, and that is the WAC. And the WAC has one team that has been incredibly profitable the last two seasons. And you want to be taking note of the WAC because I will bring up something in a minute that I'm sure is going to shock a lot of people. But with the WAC, Grand Canyon is that team that has been very profitable in this conference the last few seasons. 33-17 and 17 against the spread. Only two schools have covered a higher percentage of their games over the last two seasons. And one of them didn't even play one of the seasons. That would be Cornell who is out in the Ivy League, as we know, the Ivy League. They opted out of the 2020-21 season, so they only went 16-8 and eight against the spread. And the only other team that's been more profitable, I think that this is going to surprise a lot of people, the Toledo Rockets, who went 42-21 and 21 against the spread the last two seasons. If you've been taking the Rockets, well, your bankroll has been rocketing because they've been able to do a great job. But Grand Canyon has been rock solid. And the reason why Grand Canyon has been able to make you a lot of money, their defense. They were number eight in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. And as a matter of fact, you take a look at the WAC in terms of teams that ranked in the Kempom Top 60 in terms of defense. Defensive efficiency, points allowed on a per-possession basis. They had as many schools in there, five as the ACC. This is a defense-oriented conference because of the way that is now laid out. And this is also a WAC that is going to be looking a little bit different because as we recall, from two seasons ago to last season, you saw some of these Southland teams come in, and they really poached the Southland of darn near all of their good schools, not named Nichols, as Stephen F. Austin, Sam Houston State, Abilene Christian, they come in. They brought in Lamar as well, a Lamar team that literally was the only team in D1 college basketball that didn't knock off a D1 school. Even Mississippi Valley State was able to knock off a D1 school. Lamar did not, but Lamar, they have been sent packing back to the... Southland and Incarnate Word, it looked like was going to be joining the the WAC as well. They aren't going to be back in the Southland, but we welcome in Southern Utah, a Southern Utah school that, by the way, if you're looking for a team that has been able to climb up and up and up in every year under their coach, Todd Simon, who I legitimately felt like should have gotten a little bit more of a crack at the UNLV job because he was the interim coach. I think that it was the Marvin Menzies ordeal that had him as the interim coach because Marvin Menzies was a big, giant disaster. Now he's at UMKC. Thoughts and prayers for our good friends, the Kangaroos, for having to put up with that. But that said, 
He's been able to increase the season wins or keep it the same in each of his six seasons at the helm. So they've been able to do a very solid job on that front. So you do want to be taking a look at some of these totals. If they get up a little bit too lofty, you are going to be able to find a lot of value to the under. But just in general with the whack, this is a bunch. I do think that they're going to be able to do some nice things out of conference as well, which is where things are really going to be showing up as you take a look at a team like a Southern Utah. They were able to make a little bit of a run when it came to the basketball classic last season, and they are also going to be welcoming in UT Arlington. UT Arlington is another school that has turned over a little bit of a new leaf. They're going to be playing a little bit more defense-oriented now with UT Arlington. Their defensive numbers in the paint might be going down because Kato Ricci, Iriyugi Ihogo, hopefully I'm saying that correctly. That's one of the hardest names to say in all of college basketball, but we're going to call Kato Ricci. He is going to be going over to Memphis. He was actually the leader in terms of shots blocked on a per-minute basis two years ago in college basketball. Not necessarily much of a scorer, but a guy that was an absolute menace down low. But you do take a look at the whack and how it was formed last season. You had just three teams in the whack last season cover fewer than 50% of their games in co- out of conference. And two of those schools, they are no longer in the WAC. Chicago State is actually going to be competing as an independent. And it's almost a little bit of a shame. I'm going to give Ch- Chicago State 30 minutes of love, or 30 seconds of love here. They don't deserve 30 minutes, but we're going to be willing to give them 30 seconds here. They've actually done a good job of being able to build up their roster. They're actually going to be competing as an independent this year. They've booked quite a few quality opponents. They bring in someone like an Elijah Weaver, a former top 75 recruit. They bring in a top 150 recruit from a few seasons ago from Sam Iamford. They've actually done a good job of being able to make themselves not horrible. So, I mean, give a little bit of credit where credit is due. That is something that's going to be interesting as well. Taking a look at some of these schools are going to be playing non-conference opponents in Chicago State and Hartford as they are the first independents that we've seen since the 2014-15 season. And if you take a look at how it went for our last independent during the 2014-15 season, that was NJIT, the New Jersey Institute of Technology. You may recall that that season, they actually were able to get an outright win against Michigan when they were on the road. They very nearly ended up knocking off Marquette as well that season. NJIT, they were able to make you some solid money. They went 8-2 and two against the spread in games in which were put up on the odds board when it came to just their games in general. Not all of their games were up on the board because back in 2014-15, not all games were offered like they are nowadays with having many more of the East Coast books like DraftKings, and you're able to go down the list offering these games. So I do think that that is very interesting, but you just take a look at some of the successes that have been had by some of these WAC teams. Like I was talking about how good these teams are out of conference. This spans to when they were back in the Southland as well. Evelyn Christian, in terms of against the spread record, 25-10 and 10 against the spread against non-conference opponents since the 2018-19 season began. Only Hofstra, the pride of Hofstra, have a better against the spread record out of conference. You've got a lot of teams that they are very hard to prepare for. I mentioned Abilene Christian. They and Stone Cold Steven F. Austin, you may know that they play that very, very big pressure style. They're looking to generate like 20 steals per contest. It is very hard to prepare for if you're a team that you're not used to it, which is why these teams that they have seen it a few times before that are going to be out in the whack as they get another year under their belt, they are now able to have a little bit more tape on them. They should be able to do a little bit of a better job of preparing for it. Now, 
it's still very hard to prepare for that sort of like an Abiba zone like the Abilene Christian Wildcats are going to be running. But at the same time, I do think that it is very important to take a look at some of these teams that they play a harebrained style like that because in conference, typically they're going to struggle a little bit more than out of conference. Take a look at a team like Syracuse, for example. I always point this out when Syracuse just somehow, some way weasels their way into the NCAA tournament and get a 10 seed. I will say this. I've already done my ACC conference preview. Syracuse is not going to be weaseling their way into the NCAA tournament. I apologize to all of you Syracuse alum out there. And I know that we're on in Rochester. And for the good folks at Rochester, if you're a Syracuse fan, I do apologize. It's probably going to be a little bit more of a rough year in general, but I do think that it is important to take a look at some of these teams and the way that they play that pressure style. It does fade a little bit in conference. Like the three teams that they really play a little bit more of a interesting defensive style in the WAC. And Emily Christian, Stephen F. Austin, Tarleton State. In conference last season, Tarleton State, 7-11 against the spread. Evelyn Christian, 9-12-1 against the spread. Stephen F. Fawcett, 8-10-1 against the spread. They had significantly more success out of conference rather than in conference because the book gets out on them. There's a lot more tape. There's a lot more game planning against that zone defense in general. So I do think that it is important to take a look at that. And then, I mean, like I said, with a team like Syracuse that they play that 2-3 zone, just feels like nobody in March is able to figure it out. A lot of teams out of conference, they can't figure it out. In conference, it gets just completely lit up and torched. So I do think that it is important to take a look at that. And my top team, when it comes to the WAC, I do think that you're going to be able to have a very good season out of the Grand Canyon. Antelopes, they are certainly a team that I'm taking a look at. And Cal Baptist, do not be surprised if the Lancers are able to offer you a lot of value in their first year of eligibility, being able to make the D1 NCAA tournament and being able to make something as well, our pro tip for this hour as you're able to get all of these by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber, VEASAN.com. So I subscribe for all of those. We were talking about this with Anthony DeBundo along with Justin Perry a little bit ago. When it comes to strikeout props in the postseason, the under might be where you want to look because there's a lot of, shall we say, shorter leashes in the MLB postseason and strikeout props, they don't seem to adjust accordingly. We're looking to adjust to a little bit of NFLs. We're going to take a look at some week six games that aren't Thursday Night Football next here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Bet River Sportsbook app has a huge number of live streaming events every day. Bet River Sportsbook has great offers, including a $250 match bonus on your first deposit, and all bonuses are only one time playthrough. Amazing offers and great customer service makes Bet Rivers your hometown sportsbook. Must be 21 around sportsbook. Must be 21 around sportsbook. Must be 21 around sportsbook. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.